Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. How long was the car there getting repaired? It was there for seven full months. Why? I would love to know that. Well, what were they telling you? You know, not a lot. I mean, I have texts that say it was going to be ready on Thursday. That was, you know, months prior. This is the plaintiff, Rona Beth Schwartz. She says an 83-year-old woman crashed into her car and she brought it to the defendant for repairs. And her car is in worse shape now than it was before. She's been totally inconvenienced by not having a car for six months. It now needs additional repairs, and she's suing for the $5,000 she surely owed. This is the defendant, Vincent Pace. He says the plaintiff begged him to fix her car, which should have been declared totaled, and he did the best he could. It was a miracle he got the car running, and he deserves to be paid and isn't returning any money. He's accused of not fixing things right. All parties, please get your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Schwartz, you are suing Vincent Pace's auto body shop for $5,000 that you say you are damaged as a result of uh, how they negligently handled your repair, you say. Tell me what happened. That is correct. Okay, so um, I unfortunately had a car accident. It was in October. Uh, it was, the impact was on the passenger side. A, um, a lovely old woman ran a stop sign and did some nice damage to the passenger side of my car. Um, what kind of car is this? It's a 2006 Mitsubishi Eclipse. Okay. So the fact that it was still drivable after the accident, I didn't get it to the shop right away. But what happened was it was Christmas Eve and I was on my way home from work. So I made a couple of stops before I went home. And sure enough, the last stop I make, I get in the car and it's just, it's not turning over. It's the starter. And now I reach out to Vincent. Okay. And um, how long was the car there getting repaired? It was there for seven full months. Why? I would love to know that. Well, what were they telling you? 
you know, not a lot. I mean, I have texts that say it was going to be ready on Thursday. Uh, that was, you know, months prior. Basically, I know that the adjuster was there January 6th, the traveler's insurance. They listed a hole, which, you know, I did. Did they pay? Well. Did they send a check? Oh, he got the money. Yeah. That's not my question. When did they send a check is what I want to know. I don't have the exact date, but there wasn't a lot, a lot of lag time because they, he, they gave him six days to, to complete the work. So what happened, Mr. Mr. Pace? Like, what was the delay? Because that's like, there's a big difference between six days and six months. Because the door was unobtainable. Her car was an older vehicle, and it was a part that we could not get. And why couldn't you get it? Is it just unavailable? She has an older vehicle. Whatever the case, there were none used. The part is discontinued at the dealer, so there were none. And were you telling her that, that you're still looking, you haven't been able to get one? Like, does she call you for an update and everything? All the way through, through text messages, through emails. This she is... was even texting and calling me on Sundays. Okay, let me ask you a question. This is all about the body work, right? Correct. All right, so, 100%. Why, so why not just fix the starter and then she can drive the car waiting for the part to get in? Because it wasn't just a starter. We did fix it. So there's, I have a receipt here for $1,011.95 worth of work to get that car running. It wasn't just a starter. And how long did that take to get it just running? I guess what I'm asking is um, why, why not work something out where you get it running? You're paid by the insurance company to get it running? No. That was an agreement between her and I. To do what? She had come to me and said, listen... I can't mm. afford to put any money out of pocket. Can you change this part along with the body damage? And I made an agreement because I felt bad for her. I'm sorry, to do what? You made an agreement to do what? Defraud the insurance company? Who was going to pay you to change a starter? I was getting paid by the insurance company to okay. fix her body damage, okay? I, out of the goodness of my heart, knew I can find a little bit of labor where we can move a little bit faster and obtain that part. And I did, and it wasn't that. Okay, why not just get it running and get it back to her and then wait for the part? Because you didn't know how long it the part was going to take? It wasn't safe to drive after the accident. The door wouldn't open and close on the driver's side. That's okay. why. All right, now, because if of it's the accident, take... it wasn't safe to drive. Okay, try not to yell at me, because that never helps. All right, now, Ms. Schwartz, let me ask you a question. If he's just taking yes. too long for your taste, why don't you just take your car and take it somewhere else? You're 100% right. And you know what? It was my it, it was my stupidity for not having done that right away. However, I had no idea it would take you know, right. This That's what it is. Or Everybody's weeks. hoping the part comes in sooner. All right. So now you're suing him for $3200 in car rentals. Why? Cuz the part took I'll too long to get? No, her insurance company was to cover the car rental. I should not have been responsible for any amount of that money because it was it was her fault. So Traveler's Insurance was going to cover the car rental. And then? And what happened was it was taking very long. So the, the insurance company was uh, asking, you know, Vincent, what was they were looking for updates to find out what was taking so long so that they would extend the rental. Uh, speaking with the gentleman who handles that at Traveler's, said that he they're not getting back to us where you know we don't know what's going on so we can't continue to pay for a rental when we're not getting anything back from the shop we're just looking for updates 
we'll, we'll continue to cover it, but they're not telling us anything. And, and they, they, they stop and they stop paying for the Okay, the you're going to have to prove everything you just said. Do you have anything in writing from, from the insurance company saying that he was unresponsive to them? I spoke with the gentleman and so I So that's did what ask we call hearsay. You have no proof of it to show me in court. All right. So were you ever unresponsive to the insurance adjuster, Mr. Pace? I have documentation and I provided it to you as well that we were in communication with them. Right. So, now, the what, so only... if it's not because they weren't in communication, then why did the car rental um, run out? Because what? Because they only cover 30 days worth of a rental. Yeah, but that's that's, that's, policy. that's yeah, but that that's okay. This is between you and that insurance company. If you end up have getting hit by that nice lady in during a pandemic, and ergo supply chain problems are happening, and ergo you can't get that part, then you shouldn't be out ever anything for a rental car. But that's between you and. And travelers, that's not between you and him. What, in what planet would he be responsible unless you can prove two things? Number one, he did something negligently besides it taking a really long time. And number two, it's his fault that it took a really long time. So how is it then that he should pay for all this car rental? The answer is he shouldn't. And what are the car repairs you're suing him for? That I, w I need to know about. Okay, so everything... It was a domino effect. Things start to go wrong when a car sits for so long. This goes, that affects that. So the battery went, then the alternator, uh, brakes, rotors. I have four rotten tires. He actually promised when I finally picked up the car that he was going to not only, I didn't have to pick it up, he was going to bring it to me. Um, and uh, he was going to have the inspection done for me. And you have the emails there that say, uh, you know, he felt bad. He was going to bring the car to me. Um, that ended up from bringing the car to me that day to then, oh, suddenly he was short-staffed, couldn't bring the car. And uh, now I got to pick it up after work. Uh, and he couldn't but get But you know that's what mere either. mortals have to do. They don't get the car brought to them. I understand you're frustrated because he said he would. Based on the length of time that it took to, to get fixed is is really why... You know, I, he, which has to be for you to collect five grand from him for the length of time that it took. It has to be his fault that it took that long. He is telling it, me it is, how if the part's not available, it's not available. What do you want him to do? But that's I don't. If it's a lie, then true. prove to me the parts available. You don't think there he wants to get paid from the insurance company and get it off? He got paid a long time before You don't think that he wants that in the car money. off his lot? So prove to me that he um, could have gotten the part and didn't. Prove it to me. How are you going to do that? He, he also got the money Just answer for my question. Prove prior. to me that he could have gotten the part and didn't. I, I could look it up on eBay right now, now and find the part. You looking it up now is irrelevant. It's what was going on January, February, March, April, May where you needed to figure that out and say, hey, that's not true. I can find the part. Why are you taking so long? And then prove to well, a judge that delay is his fault. Okay. Um, I am left with the following. You have the option to take your car away if you don't like how it's being fixed. You didn't, okay? He had already gotten, you know, he had already... The bottom line is that there are supply chain problems during the course of a pandemic. The part is not a part that you can buy. A 2006 Mitsubishi 
It's not a part that you can buy. I, I really honestly don't know how they didn't just well, total it, it out. It's not a part that the manufacturer still makes. So you've got to have the good luck, the good fortune of finding it. And so it, if you want to prove that he could have found it earlier and he didn't, if you could prove that, you should have picked up the car and taken it somewhere else. But you didn't and you can't. So I don't find I that these cars, stop, no, you cannot, stop talking. I do not find that he's, uh, that he has to pay you for all these car rentals. And then the car repairs, I really never got that out of you, but the car repairs are things that you now have to put into your 2006 Mitsubishi, which you feel he should have to pay for because it sat there for all that time. And again, I do not feel that you have proven that it sitting there for all that time is something that he is uniquely responsible for as opposed to that it's just one of those things. So I am finding in favor of the defendant in this case. Thank you, Judge. So the plaintiff fails to prove her case to the judge, and she does not get $5,000 from the defendant. Uh, Mrs. Schwartz, let me ask you what you're thinking right now. I'm thinking that it's incredible to me that he couldn't find uh, a part, a meaning a door, a, a door for a car. That was it. He needed to find well, he a, a door to replace the door. Right. So what are you going to do now? Probably going to have to just, the, the car is, it's, it's, it's garbage at this point after sitting for so long. All right. I'm sorry. Right. You don't get the $5,000 from Mr. Pace. That's it. Mr. Pace. Um, you must be breathing easier, I would think, are you? I knew what the situation was. Um, when we did find out the door was unobtainable, she was informed. So if she could have found it, she should have told us. All right, sir. Well, thank you very much and congratulations. Good enough. Okay, Harvey. Well, Doug, when we're talking about getting car rental money, there has to be some fault in the part of the auto repair shop. Here, there was no fault because you have a situation uh, not only where the part had to be specially ordered, but there was a supply chain problem because of the pandemic. So bottom line here, the defendant didn't do anything wrong. And as a result, the delay does not entitle the plaintiff to car rental costs. I was wondering if I'm sued for car damages and I lose having to pay the full blue book value, can I request the title of the vehicle? Ooh. I like the way that person thinks. Ah, I paid all the money out. What the hell? The car was worth three grand. I ended up having to pay three grand. Just give me the title. <laughs> so what, what's wrong? Give me the with title it? and the car. And what is wrong with that logic? Well, uh, no, it's a, it's uh, it's beautiful logic. Um, but um, the reason that you have to give it to the insurance company is because your contract says that. Because what happened is you didn't really buy the car. What you've done is pay damages that are capped at the value of the right. car. You might so you're not going to get a judge to, no. to make that no. person give you the title. Right. Right. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Tracy Adams. She says she hired the defendant to build her a deck, and the guy completed 90% of the job, then never showed up again. When she asked him when he was going to finish the job, he just replied, yes, ma'am. 
Well, that's not an acceptable answer. She doesn't do business like that and is suing him for the $2,500 she's owed. This is the defendant Stanley Robertson. He says he's a craftsman who has been building decks since he was nine years old. He completed the plaintiff's job. The deck looks fantastic, and this lady's now trying to get him to do extra work, which wasn't included. He refuses, and when she said she was going to take him to court, he said, Yes, ma'am. He's accused of decking a customer. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she made a huge mistake hiring the defendant to build her a deck because the guy did about 90% of the work and just disappeared. But the defendant says that he's been building decks since he was nine years old. He completed this lady's job and he's not giving her back a cent. It's the case of what a deck. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Adams, you hired Mr. Roberson to do a deck in your backyard? Yes, ma'am. How did you know about him? Um, I was referred to him by my uncle. And how did your uncle and, know about him? Um, because he had done work for your uncle, or? Yes, ma'am. He does work for my uncle and um, my uncle's neighbor and a couple of other people that my uncle knows. Okay, because he's kind of young. How old are you? That, not that there's anything wrong with that, Mr. Roberson, but how old are you? 23. To have built up such a reputation so quickly in the neighborhood, you know, with all these people knowing his work is, you know, pretty prolific. Let me ask you something. What, did you have a written contract with her, Ms. Mr. Roberson? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we did. Okay. And in the written contract, he's supposed to do what? Um, build a 12 by 12 deck um, with ceiling and three steps. And I asked him um, for the um, lattice fence to go around in the stain. Okay, um, the so stain let's stain. talk about the contract. It says framing a 12 by 12 deck with two by fours, two by sixes, two by twos, and four by fours. A tin roof with three steps and railing added around. Two ceiling fans with an outlet on every wall. Total job cost, labor, and materials, 6,050. Deposit of 4,650 and due on completion, 1,400. Yes. Wow, you get a lot up front, Mr. Roberson. Um, so... What exactly. when you say he was supposed to? Well, there's two things you're mad about. He does the deck, but according to you, he's supposed to do lattice work and he's supposed to stain it. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Why isn't that in the contract then? Um, I didn't look at the contract till that night, and I called him, and he said that I put it in the contract, Miss Adams. I said okay. I said you notice what I asked you for. So he came back later on that day, and I gave him um, cash. I wait, wait where is it in the... Name. Wait, wait, hold on. So did you do a new contract that included it? No, ma'am. All right, watch this. Mr. Roberson, was staining and lattice work included? No, ma'am. See, that's what happens, you see? Now, you do admit that at some point Your you Honor, said you'd throw in the... I, yeah, that's fine. It's your word against his now because this is why it's so important to have a contract. The contract is supposed to spell out everything that everybody wants. Otherwise, then you have a swearing match in court about what it was that the contract included because if it was included, it'd be there since it's so specific, two by fours, two by six. It says everything. So why wouldn't the two things you want also be there? Now, did she? you ever get a call that night with her saying, wait a minute, this doesn't include the stain in the lattice, Mr. Roberson? No, ma'am. Okay. He's lying, no, Your Honor. Now, but you, Mr. Roberson, do admit that, it, that you say to her that you'll throw in the lattice work, didn't you? 
I, Your Honor, when I got there to drop off all the material and start framing up the bottom of the deck, she asked me what would go around the bottom. I said we did not discuss that. So with the lattice being the the way it, the price it was today, I said no problem, Miss Tracy. I can throw that in on my end. The labor. On 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 my end. Meaning the labor. No, meaning meaning I was just gonna put it for her. I was just gonna do it for her. Since we never talked about what was going right. at the you bottom of the Right, you were gonna do it bed. for her, and who was gonna pay for the materials? I was exactly. out, of, okay. out of my money. And how many how many Keep ladders? Your honor. <laughs> how many? Your honor, if you can look on my text, Ms. Message, Adams, you Ms. Can Adams, see. stop screaming. Wait a second. I just have a loud tone of voice, Your Honor. That's me all. too. I got a really loud one too, but I but you're interrupting <laughs> is the problem. I'm all right. sorry, Mr. Roberson. And according to you, you just throw that in. Did you throw in the stain as well? No, ma'am. Did she ever talk to you about the stain while the process was going? Yes, ma'am. When did she talk to you about the stain? Uh, Ashley, she talked to me as soon as we got, as soon as I got finished, before I even put the plugs on the deck. Before you even put the what? <laughs> the electrical. Oh, the electrical. All right. And then she said, when are you going to stain it? We talked about it. And stain was a totally different price. So... I told Miss Tracy that if she was to purchase her stain, I would stain the whole deck for a hundred dollars. And she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't give you the no, hundred bucks. No, she wanted to do it. Then what happened? She wanted to do it. So what happened then? Actually, did... I sent her the I sent her how much the stain was and loads and everything. It's in the test messages, and the test message I got back was stain and lattice should be included in material label. Your Honor, look at all the text messages, I am. please. Because he is lying. And every time I text this man or call this man, he never, never returns my call. A week later, 10 days later, yes, ma'am, I'm coming. Eight days he ain't here. I'll be there today, Miss Tracy. Ain't seen him yet. And that's been four months ago, almost five or something. Very unprofessional. The stain was $250 altogether. The 5G was on sale for $219. She says ASAP. You never paid for any stain. Lattice, yes, but no stain. Okay, don't worry about it. I'm done. Just refund my lattice. I'm not going back and forth with you. Like I said, I need my refund ASAP. Look at the dates you're on. Look how long it take him back to reply to me a week later, five days later, and all that stuff. Yeah, you got a low tolerance for contractors. All right. Um, yes, ma'am. Put the lattice and stain on the deck. Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. That's September 27th. September 29th. Hey, Tracy, babe. Oh, that doesn't sound like him. Ain't forgot, just no, don't want to get in the rain. Yes, I know. I want it done ASAP. That's the 29th. That's two days after the, the text start. I do too, Tracy, babe. Stain was $250 altogether. The 5G was on sale for $219. ASAP, that's still September 29th. And then October 8th, you never paid for any stain. The lattice, yes, but no stain. And to that, you respond, give me back my money. I paid over 6000 but it's good now. I want a refund. I want it tomorrow. I, I don't get it. Like, if, if what was your point, that he, he was supposed to pay for the stain? That's not even in no, your contract? So why no, don't, when he honor. says you never paid for any stain, the lattice, yes, but no stain, why wouldn't you say how much was the stain and reimburse him so he could buy it? No, no, Your Honor. And, um, and then he came back to me that same day. If you look at, I gave him two hundred dollars for the stain. After after I gave this man twenty seven fifty down as initial deposit, 
I have a receipt that I submitted to the court on the very same day, July the 18th, for $200 that I gave him cash. Yes, ma'am. For what? He told me that for evening. What? evening. For he what? told me that evening, the same evening on the 18th when I called him later on that day. He told me then, at that point, when I started reading my contract, that's when I called him. And he told me then that the um stain was included. Yeah, but I said, okay. If I, I, said, I, I you understand that no matter how loud you yell, that that if the this whether the stain is included or not is something my eyeballs see, right? Like on the contract, I see it whether it's included. I understand included. that, right? Your Honor. Now, but I when you said I'm concerned about two hundred dollars, according to you, did you give him money for the stain? Yes, I did. I have my receipt right here by my side. Good. Put it up to the camera. Okay, that says seven eighteen two hundred dollars. It doesn't say anything. It says fence repairs. Not. It doesn't say anything about stain. But look, Your Honor. Yeah. This two hundred dollars. Yeah. Does it say stain? Where's the word stain? It. I, I want to explain. It did. Your Honor, this man is a fast talker. He's a scammer. He's and not this, a fast talker. They say yard work, yard work, and fence. But um, this is my proof I have, and this is what it is. He is lying, Your Honor. I went, I went from uh, the state of Alabama to the um, Department of um, Business. He just man to have no business license. I asked him this at the beginning. Do he need a permit? Do he have a business license? No, ma'am, Miss Tracy, babe. I don't need no permit. No, ma'am, Miss Tracy, babe. I don't need this. I went to my other two surrounding counties and asked them, was this man licensed to do business in the city? And he is not licensed or bond. Work he okay, Miss Adams, I'm ready to rule, Miss Adams. All right. Um, based on what I've heard, I do not see that you paid for any stain in advance. I do not see that there was any reason to fire him. I realize that he was making you frustrated by not returning your calls or doing things ASAP like you were demanding. But I find that you are entitled only to the lattice, the actual lattice and supplies, because... You should have waited until he put it in. I'm not going to make him pay labor for someone else when he was ready, willing, and able, and you couldn't wait that week. So I am finding in your favor in the amount of the lattice, six panels, plus the nails. And the total for that is $352.88. Mr. Roberson, you're a very polite guy, but you got to give some money back. How do you feel about that? Um, it, it happens. We have, we do have them types of people out there these days. So it's no, no biggie. I tried to give, I tried to have a satisfied customer all at the end and give her what she wanted. But, um, Hey, Hey, what <laughs> are, you, are you, are you upset with that? Uh, or what? No, not at all. No, like you're, you're not good. for no. you. Why, why, okay. why would I be? Well, <laughs> most people would be upset with having given money back. Whoa, but you're a whoa. rare guy. I'll give it to you. Okay. All right. Okay, good enough. Let's talk to Ms. Adams. Ms. Adams, he's uh, he's okay yes. with it. Are you okay with it? That's a big question. You wanted no, $2,500. No, I'm not. I'm very upset. I'm very upset. And he know he was lying all the way through the case. But that's okay. He'll lose more than that. That's okay. I'm fine with it. I'm just not going to worry about it. I would not. 
recommend him to anyone. This man is very unprofessional. And everyone that I know that he did work for, he did them the same way, even my uncle. So I would not, I would not recommend him to anyone. Never. All right. You certainly did your work investigating him, I must say, but you did it after the fact. You should have done it before him, before you hired him, you know? Exactly. Maybe you right. learned something here. Yeah. Right. All right. Harvey? Doug, never, ever, ever, ever pay in full for a job that has not yet been done. When you pay in full, you take away the incentive to go in and do the job and certainly to complete it. Didn't realize John was so tall. How tall is John? How tall are you? Uh, I'm six feet one inch tall, and you, like, don't tell me, don't tell me. I'm going to say five, four? On a good day. Uh, maybe five, three and a half, five, basically. Five, three and a half, really yeah. small. But, you know, being tall is great for me because it's like job assurance. Because right. around the house, there's stuff that's <laughs> yeah. high up, and I can that's get to right. it. You can't. You're so. still useful, exactly. right? Like, can you get me those heels I never wear that are way up on the right. top shelf? Right, right. exactly. And, but, you know, when I get into your car, it's like crippling because the thing is so far forward. And when you get into mine, it's, it's the other I way. I can't reach the pedals, right, right. But interestingly, when I was uh, 23 years old, I was playing a pickup basketball game at Boston University. And I was playing against a high jumper from BU. And at the end of the game, he said, I'm going to teach you how to dunk. And I'm like, I can't because dunk. Because he thought you were tall right. enough and, and good goes, enough I to. Said, I can't do that. He goes, oh, yeah, you can. He goes, give me 15 minutes. And within 15 minutes, he had me dunking the ball. And I was able to do it for, I don't know, maybe five or six years. Did I ever witness that or trip. not? I doubt it. I don't think you ever saw me throw one down, no. <laughs> These are the plaintiffs, Michael Polito Jr. and Michael Polito Sr. Michael Jr. says he was scrapping some metal, and so was the defendant. And while the defendant was next to his truck, he damaged it. The defendant was smashing a galvanized pipe with a sledgehammer, and a chunk of metal hit his Toyota Tacoma. The defendant agreed to pay for the damage, but didn't live up to his word. And they're here suing for the $566.22 they're still owed. This is the defendant, Joshua. He says the plaintiff, Michael Jr., showed him a scratch on his truck and claimed a piece of iron pipe hit it and caused the damage. If an iron pipe hit his truck, there'd be a big dent in it, not a tiny little scratch. He feels like he's being blamed for something he didn't do and refuses to allow the plaintiffs to get one over on him. He's accused of being reckless with a sledgehammer. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiffs say the defendant is responsible for damage to their car when he was trying to crack a metal pipe and some of the pieces flew and damaged the vehicle. But the defendant says he's being blamed for something he didn't do and he's not paying these guys squat. It's the case of pipe down. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, uh, father and son Polito suing Mr. Joshua for $566.22 in damages to your car. Um, Mr. Polito Jr., you're the one who was out there when it happened. Tell me what happened. Yes. So on, um, on 8-31-21, I was at the scrap metal place. Um, I parked my truck next to Josh's in the back. As I got out, I was looking at Josh. Did you two um, know each other split... before this? No, no. Okay. No. 
just pulled next to him. I was ready to empty uh, my truck out. I looked over at Josh to my left. I saw that he was smashing the galvanized pipe with the sledgehammer. I saw and heard what? a Can I ask metal. you, Mr. Joshua, were you uh, smashing a galvanized pipe with a sledgehammer? And if so, why? Uh, it's a cast iron pipe. And I was, I was trying to break a knuckle to get there's lead inside the knuckle. Okay. So I was trying to get the lead out. And to separate get the lead from out. The pipe. Okay, and separate from the pipe because what? Because that's more valuable, I guess, at the scrap metal yard. Yes. Okay. All right. So, yes. what is this a picture of, uh, Mr. Polito Jr.? So that was just a, a picture that I took after he had hit my truck after I unloaded, just to show what he was doing at that moment. And he was in the back of his truck, and I just happened to take a picture where I was, which was in on the side um, passenger side tail light, which is that that's my tailgate right there. Is this how, how close the two cars were? Correct. Yes. So I noticed him doing that with the sledgehammer. And while I was looking at him, I saw and heard a piece of metal hit my driver's door. I walked over to Josh and I said, excuse me, you just hit my truck. He apologized. He said he would pay for the damages. And at that point, we both did what we did. We ended at our trucks. As I pulled out, I called my father, asked him to come down because he is the owner of the truck. Then I called... Um, the police department had them come down to do a police report, and it went from there. Okay, so um, what year car? What kind of car is this? Truck is this? I have a 2018 Toyota Tacoma. Okay, so what happened, Mr. Joshua? Um, as he said, we were at the scrapyard. I am. I'm breaking down the the pipes, trying to get let out. When me and my mom, who was in the truck, hears a loud bang. Uh, Mr. Polito then comes over from more of the passenger side of his truck and is like, you know, excuse me, you hit my truck. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, did it hit your truck? And he's like, yes. And at You that did moment, hear a bang, though, right? Speak, yes. Okay. But um, he then didn't really speak to me much. He just kind of went inside to talk to the people of the scrapyard. The police did come. We filed the police report. Did you admit but to the police that you had hit the car? Uh, I don't believe I admitted to the police, no, that I hit the car. Well, do you admit that what I, you I, did hit the car? No, I don't think I hit the car, no. What did you think did get hit when you heard the bang? What do you think got hit instead of his car? I assumed it was my truck, honestly, because of the location of where the scratch is and where I was hitting the pipe. The so pipe you think he's just to trying to go. pin it on you? Yeah, I, I honestly do. Well, then why did you because take responsibility? Because uh, you, you told him, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll cover the damages. At the time, I just kind of took his word for it. I was uh, a little shooken up by the situation. I've gone to that scrapyard since I was 10 years old without ever having an incident like this happen to me. So I, I you know, I just took I mean, his word for it. It's an accident. It's not on purpose. You know, it's accidents happen. Yeah. But so you took responsibility because you were shook up. And then when did you... Uh, stop being shook up when you saw the price tag for the repair? No, when I began to talk to my mother in the truck leaving from the scrapyard, we started to talk about it because of the location of the scratch. Um, and it, the things just didn't add up to me because the pipe would literally have to go over my truck to hit that part of the door. This for, is your truck, right? This is you by your truck? Yes. Okay, are there any yeah. scratches on your truck? When you say, I thought it hit my truck, did you find any scratches on your truck? Because this is a, in pretty good shape. Um, it's hard to tell. If, if I take closer pictures, there's actually a lot of scratches and things on my truck being from the Because I know there's a, this scratch on his car. 
which is the one who says, hey, this just happened, and you say, oh, my gosh, my bad. All right, is there a police report here? Uh, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, according to the police, you said it was an accident, and I'll pay for the damages. Yeah, I don't know. If it's good enough for you, why can't it be good enough for me, Mr. Joshua? I mean, what possible reason? You offered to have it taken care of cheaper, right? Well, yes, I offered um, two different places, uh, one place being uh, $375 and another place being $150. They refused immediately. Yeah, because they want it fixed by somebody they pick, and they want it fixed right. They don't want it fixed cheap. They don't have to let you pick um, the cheap way to get it fixed, which is an odd thing to say if you didn't hit it. I mean, I think that you hit it and you admitted it and everything was fine until the bill of $566 was presented to you. Um, then all of a sudden, ah, I'm not so sure I hit it. I, that's not how it works, man. You know, you know you hit it. You were banging it. It was kind of reckless. The, uh, there's a car eight feet from you or less, and boom, he tells you right at the second it happens, and you, you say and do all the right things until you get a bill. Then all of a sudden, it's no longer honorable. Verdict for the plaintiff in the amount of the $566.22. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. So the plaintiffs are going to get the amount they sued for, the $566. Joshua, the defendant, Joshua, you seem like a really nice guy, but, you know, you admitted, uh, even to the police, that, that you thought it was your fault. You can't be surprised that the judge found against you, can you? Uh, I did say uh, I would take care of the damages. Uh, I was really shaken up at the time, but, you know. Well, you know, you just didn't you just didn't present a strong enough argument to the judge to convince her that you you know, you you didn't do it. So you got to pay him 566 bucks. All right, uh, Mr. and Mr. Polito. <laughs> I I assume you're okay with the judge's decision, am I right? That's what you sued for. Yeah. That's what you got. Anything? Yeah, everything is fine. It worked out the way we thought it should. All righty. Well, obviously you did the right thing. So congratulations. You're going to get the $566 and Get your truck fixed. Make it look nice again. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. All right, Harvey. So, Doug, this is a perfect case where uh, somebody says something to the cops and it comes back to haunt them. you got to think about what you're saying to the police. You should tell the truth, but you should also think about what the implications are if there's a lawsuit down the line. What is one case in which you wish you had been a participant in, either as a judge, a prosecutor, or a defense attorney? As a professional Monday morning quarterback who, <laughs> who can look back and go, I could have done that better. Uh, I, I probably, one that, one that pops into my head is the Robert Blake homicide case that took place out in L.A., I guess, about 15 years ago, more or right. less, where he was accused of the murder of what his What show was wife. he on? What he had? Oh, he's been on a lot. He, he's a terrific actor. He's been on so many things. He was uh, Beretta. Beretta, that's series. the one I was He's thinking. probably best yeah. known for that, but yeah. he's been in a, a zillion movies. He was right. in In Cold Blood. Yes. Uh, Truman Capote. Uh, anyway, in that case, I, I, I'm tormented between I'd like to be the prosecutor or I'd like to be the judge because the judge actually threw out a conspiracy count in that case that might have changed the, changed the uh, outlook a little bit. But um, I just think that there was uh, pretty compelling evidence in the case, and maybe it would have turned out a little bit differently if I had a chance to talk to that jury and look them in the eye and uh, explain it. But, uh, but who knows? Any particular cases that you... Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, I would have loved to have been the judge on the O.J. Simpson murder trial. Uh, 
Okay. Um, it would have been a two-week trial. Right, instead of months. A circus. Right, yeah. Um, I also would have wanted to be the prosecutor on it. Okay. And uh, so not to Monday it. morning quarterback the prosecutors, right. but you never ask a question you don't know the answer to. Oh, absolutely. That whole, as a defense attorney or as a you prosecutor. You do not ask Whenever somebody to try on gloves if you have no, no. idea. Right. But, you know, uh -huh. um, right. yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that was really bad for but me. I would, But mostly I think I would have wanted to be the judge because I think a lot of it, it just became so Hollywood. It needed, so it much extraneous stuff. It needed to be stuff. tightened. Be tightened yeah, that controlled. I agree 100% that should have been a yeah. two-week trial. Maybe yeah. less. Yeah.